0: Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Sportscast podcast. This week, myself and James will be discussing the weekend's football and various other sports and Jordan will be putting together a little bit of a Formula One recap at the end. (laughs) James, how are you?
1: Yeah, not too bad, my man. How
0: are you? Yeah, very well thought. Well, yes, well, but a very croaky voice.
1: You do sound very, very uh, husky, as we should say.
0: Yes, it's my attempt at uh, wooing the audience with a Cuck. husky voice. However, I don't think that'll be the case. No. <laughs> so, but another week has flown by, really. Uh a Absolutely. lot has happened. A lot has happened. We've had a bit of Champions League, a bit of Europa League. My favourite FA Cup weekend, and then oh, yeah, I love FA Cup, man. Yeah, I, I get so excited for the draw. I watched the draw today. I obviously you you know I had something personal going on, but I was still sat watching the draw at, at one o'clock. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah it was. Uh, I mean, we got we got Cambridge, at, uh, Cambridge at home, Blackburn, but uh, a few other really nice draws. But well, my team of
1: uh, <laughs> my team have got Liverpool at home, so there's some there's some big big games in that third round draw. We're going to see a lot of the big teams going out very early
0: on. Yeah, I think um, I think Chelsea you they Huddersfield?
1: No, Chelsea got uh, Preston North End. Preston was it?
0: Yeah, Man City have got Huddersfield. Man City. I knew. I knew one of the big teams, and they, you know, you kind of. I mean, Preston have been flying. They've dropped off a little bit in the in, in the uh, um, championship at the minute, but um, yeah, you know, it's not an easy game. Some of these. I mean, Huddersfield, for Man City should be should be a straightforward. But yeah, the. You
1: I'll know, tell you the one game I'd look forward to watching, and it's. I don't know why. I think both teams are. They've certainly got a bit of form at the moment. Uh, Peterborough United and Leeds United. Peterborough knocking out your home team at Doncaster in round two. Yeah. And Leeds United have been on a bit of a run as well. So I think that'll be a very interesting game to watch, if truth be told. And, and Leeds had a very good...
0: I think it was 2-1 after six minutes. Um, yeah. End up, up winning 3-2. But yeah, there's some, there's, there's some... You know, Coventry-Oxford, you know, you've got them League One teams floating. I mean, Coventry over the championship but you know you've got the lower teams playing the lower teams which gives you know you've got Maidstone versus Stevenage Maidstone plays the winner of Stevenage Port Vale that means you're going to have one of them clubs in the next round who could then get drawn
1: do you know what Maidstone uh, I mean they beat Barrow didn't they in the last round yeah Uh, yeah you know having a team like Maidstone United in round four for them is Financially, for a team of that
0: stature, is absolutely phenomenal. Well, they've just—they've they've, obviously—they've got sixty-something thousand for getting through this, mm. this round, which you know that doesn't even cover Tuesday for Erling Haaland, but um <laughs> it's one hundred and seven for the next round. So that that kind of thing is going to set these clubs up for, for yeah. you know, a very long time. Yeah, you know, I mean. You know, if-
1: That's that's what I love about the FA Cup, and I do actually like the fact that there are a lot of um, Premiership teams playing one another in the next round. Because I like, I know it sounds a bit harsh, but I like to see a lot of the big boys go out early and give the, 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 the lower league clubs the run, not only to help them financially, which will sustain them for a season or maybe two or maybe even just half a season for some, but it really does... Get a lot more people interested because things get boring when it's your big teams that are through, you know, going through the next
0: round. So, was it Accrington Stanley a few years ago? They got the replay. I think it was with, Stanley, who were they? It was. I think. I think they got the replay with Manchester United or something yeah. daft like that. Back in yeah. And that and that was like two and a half years worth of the revenue that they could, you know, it, it, it's it's huge when you see clubs like. And I know we're we going. We are dropping down to the. Conference North, but Scunthorpe owner has just like fleeced the club full of everything. They've, they've put consortium together, they've brought the club back, they've now got ownership of the ground again, which is massive for somewhere like Scunthorpe where you've got nothing nearby, the, it's, it's not a massive town, and then all they do they want to do is, you know, they're in the Conference North and they're still getting in five and a half thousand a week, you know. Really? Yeah. They, they, are, they are one of three, they're only one of three professional teams in that league. So, you know they they could they they could sustain uh, this kind of thing, and that would keep Scunthorpe going for many more years. They, they were on the brink, absolutely on the brink of nearly going, because the owner was refusing to to pay for people, um, pay wages, pay staff, and they actually they actually set up a crowdfunding the end of September. I think after like seventy two hours, they raised like fifty odd thousand pound. <laughs> And for that club of that stature, that's, that, that'll that pay all non playing staff for six to eight weeks. You know, that's huge. Yeah. So,
1: that's I mean, you got, I mean, today's um, FA Cup results as well, you had teams like uh, Eastley, which are a non league team, knocking out League One Reading. Um,
0: so, that and it, I don't know who Eastley would
1: be playing next. That's still to be confirmed. But
0: no, uh, it shouldn't be. That happened late, that, because I. So that's at
1: 1-1 yeah no that um Eastleigh um got their um I think they got their goal in the late 80s even 90 minutes um so they yeah. they knocked Reading out today uh you also had uh Wrexham beating Yeovil I think it was 3-0 to go through yeah. as well and little non-league older shot as well held um league two leaders uh, uh Stockport isn't it um yeah uh, they led they they held them to a two two draw as well and um i think i'd like i would like to see old shot go through that again because it goes back to what I say I like to see the smaller teams come through because I think it means more to those than it does the bigger teams
0: you well, know they, they they play they play west Brom away old shot. Shot. Yeah. So okay, yeah if they yeah they big big game well it's it's revenue it's T- you know, you, you get you get you get fifty percent of the tickets, don't you, when you're when you're the away team mm. the FA Cup. So um Easley play the winner of Newport Barnet. So again, Newport Barnet or Easley in the in the next round. Yes, it's great. You now that's yeah. If you if you had one of those get play the winner of Maidstone, Stevenage, Port Vale, mm. and then you, you're talking, you know, into the fifth round mm. quarterfinals, that's That'd be huge, huge. Yeah. yeah, I think we're also skipping over a very exciting Sunday in the Premier League. Whew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At, at the minute, Sunday Sunday football is saving Saturday because Saturday. I mean, you had the late kickoff last night. Newcastle beating Man United. Oh, what Hill. a game that was! Yeah, what a game. Did yeah. you see?
1: Did you see Kieran Trippier's free kick? Although, all right, it didn't go in. But I think Man United probably had two thirds of their team in the wall and some young lad laying down behind them having a kip just in case they go under the wall. But how he hit that free kick and that, that just missed from going over the line that that was.
0: Right,
1: a I, I was already jumping up, you know, yeah. it
0: was absolutely spectacular. <laughs> I, I do rate him. I still rate him. Big big game at Burnley, Burnley beating Sheffield United 5-0. And Everton fastest,
1: fastest game, fastest goal this year, in it. What was it? 15 yes,
0: seconds, seconds or something. Yes, yes, rapid. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your guys got a result of an Everton winning away at Forest. Big result for Everton with Everton. You know what,
1: I still think on. I said it, I think I said it last week or week before, even with their ten point deduction. I still see Everton not being relegated this year. I still I think, think mean, they'll stay up. They and are think, two the two points off safety. Yeah. Yeah, and that result away to Forest, I think, I mean, it's a massive result because Nottingham Forest isn't a, isn't an easy place to go. They've they've held a few people at home this year, yeah. but for Everton to go there and get the win, I, I, I really, I really hope Everton stay up. I think they're one of only a few clubs that have never been out of the top flight,
0: Great, so to yes. see,
1: to see yeah. Everton leave the Premier League would be a massive a loss. Part.
0: Yeah. Unbelievable, Everton yeah. Arsenal. Everton Arsenal. I think they're only two, aren't
1: they? Uh, I don't think Spurs have been out of there either. Fair enough. Yeah, there's a, I think there's about three or four, but
0: yeah, yeah,
1: they're, they're up there. Today's
0: yeah. today's results. I think I think the the lesser of the results, if you like, if you you know you got probably West Ham Palace at one all and Bournemouth Villa at two two. probably well like, that was a late two two as well.
1: On Watkins ninety minutes, wasn't it? Yeah. So that was a late one. I watched that West Ham-Crystal Palace game actually this afternoon and I think West Ham were very unlucky. It's almost like... It did It did seem at times for a majority of the game, not only were they playing the 11 men in front of them, they are also playing against the officials as well. And I think they were very unlucky on a few. I think Palace were very lucky not to have one of theirs sent off for a... He, um, that happened over on the second half, over on the far side of the pitch. The Palace player was dispossessed and he he got the hump of it and he lashed out and he kicked the West Ham player in the legs um, mm-hmm. and it was went to VAR they didn't see nothing of it they thought oh, and nah, it no worries and you think well hang on that, that, that should in my opinion should have been a red card straight off the bat he's lashed out and chopped him down but it, it, I think West Ham were playing against the officials
0: as well as Palace today and I think they were very unlucky as well yeah do you, you think know. West Ham playing midweek is probably taken out of them?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it will do, and it will do for any team, regardless of who you are. Whether you're West Ham, Man City, Arsenal, Paris Saint Germain, it don't matter who you are. You're playing, you know, in a space of eight days, playing three games. It's going to be tiring, but that is why they have big squads, and it's down to the manager to rotate a bit more to keep these players a bit more. Uh, you know a bit more fresh you know and things but uh, you know even when I was a kid playing three four days a, a week it was knackering so and that was only at school boy and Sunday league level so what these guys go through and you know hats off to them but yeah it must have been tiring for them.
0: Chelsea. Oh, what, what, weird... what? what? So I um, I was reading the game because I couldn't watch it. Mm. Did did Brighton get a penalty or miss a penalty extremely late on, or was there a shout for it?
1: Uh, I'm not too sure. I've not, to be honest with you, I've not read or seen anything (sighs) on the Chelsea Brighton game today. I'm just, I just, Chelsea on a nice little run at the moment. And I mean, Brighton, they're not an easy team. I mean, a lot of people had them tipped to be getting into Europe this year, you know, and well, oh, they're in it. They're in it themselves this year. Well, they're they in it themselves. at the moment, but I mean, talking about next season as well. So mm. they've, um, I think Chelsea done very well. I mean, they went. Chelsea went down to 10 men as well. So to defend yeah. off a it's team... First as well. Like, yeah. You know, so they played the entire second half of 10 men. So to to hold that 3-1 three, three, lead up until 90 minutes was... was. I mean, they were unfortunate to let a goal in on 92. But they they done... Yeah, Chelsea have done themselves justice there. They, they, they've they done all right. It's a great win for them. And I
0: think I puts them up to 10th as well in the league. So, uh, I think, so, yeah, it, it does. I, I, think that, I think it's weird because Villa are currently sat in fourth and we're 14 games in. We're nearly, you know, we're over a third of the way into the season. But I do think you're going to be looking, the top three is the top three, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City. I, mm. I do think, Spurs are going to be occupying... Spurs-Man United are going to be occupying fifth. And then I think the next two teams that are going to be fighting out in the long term is going to be Newcastle-Chelsea. I do think they're the next big... Yeah? Player. Yeah, I do. I, I think... I love Poch. Um, I really do. And I think he will get them going good. I think, he, I
1: think he will, but I don't think he will this season. I think he needs this season just to... to to see where yeah. his options are, to see what he's going, get rid of a bit of Deadwood and, you, you have know, a lot of you have,
0: and, and kids, you know. Chelsea, I've been quite fortunate where I've, I've been sat with a few season ticket holders at Chelsea and, um, and Spurs to be fair. And they say similar things, but um, Chelsea's problem is you've got like Enzo that scored today. He's on like an eight year contract on 200 grand a week. Yeah. Like, well, that was the way of
1: getting around the financial fair play rules, wasn't it? But,
0: yeah, and and so was the the way yeah to do with the tearing of the payments and stuff. But the, yeah, yeah. but you've got you've got quite a few of these players. I think Sterling's on a very large you know long contract, and he's on three hundred and fifty grand a week. You know, oh. there's there's don't get me wrong, Sterling's been in form and he's been scoring. How mm-hmm. Southgate's been ignoring him is beyond me. But he you know he's probably the anomaly to this. But some of these players, there's no motivation. You know, they brought in uh, Wesley Fafana from. Um, Leicester, the left yeah. back again. Nothing. He's been injured, and he got he came back and got injured straight away. But how injured are some of these players? Do they not need to? Do they not want to? 200, 200 grand a week for eight years minimum, or get my contract brought out, get a massive payoff. I'm not sure I'd be bothered about working that hard.
1: No, no, I bloody wouldn't as well. And I and I, and I love my job, but there's a I don't bit. work that hard now for a lot less than that. To be yeah. fair,
0: yeah. So, but. Big result for Liverpool, considering. Um, Again, yeah. (laughs) uh, There's a there's a there's there's conspiracy theories in America that basketball's scripted, Uh, and and I'm starting to believe that the Premier League is for Liverpool. (laughs) Yeah. How can you, how can you keep things so tight, and then every week score two? Do you know? Do you know who else does this? Rangers well,
1: I want Glasgow Rangers
0: Yeah if they're ever struggling you know, In a Premier League game and they're, and they're one nil down Or they're one all, And it's the 90th minute They seem to get two penalties do, do you know I just I don't know I It 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 baffles me Absolutely Baffles me Because you think on 80 minutes Liverpool were three, 3-2 three, down 3-2 down Probably yep. massively deflated. They're, they're probably not because they are the kind of team that this happens to a lot and comes back from. But, yeah, yeah it's... But I think the big one, the Man City-Spurs game.
1: Well, I was going to talk about that. I mean, it's... I mean, for my team, Arsenal, great result for us that we're finishing it as a draw. But I hate to say it, you have to tip your hats off to Tottenham Hotspur there. they The, the team they put out, didn't they field... Two or three under 23 players or whatever or like their second team players yeah you know they gave a lot of de- they gave a few debuts out to a lot of young players there and for for them to to to, to get that draw not just a ball draw a three three draw mm. against your earl Haaland, harland who i think that's the first time he's ever played a game where he's had five shots on target and not scored a goal so <sighs> mr as well from penalty spot (laughs) yeah you know i suppose left it late but all hats off to him because Mm. manchester city the reigning champions they're not an easy team to beat they have got buckets of talent in that team yeah and for a lot of players that are getting their debut Absolutely phenomenal but yeah. I probably am going to be a bit biased on that because it helps my team out that are now top of the table yeah
0: <laughs> for now <laughs> so there is that there is there is there is um so Monday night you've got you guys play on Tuesday but Monday night you've got an FA Cup game Wimbledon Ramsgate uh, again Ramsgate through because Barnsley Field and an eligible player so they I see, they, no, they about that yeah okay. so they they drew in the first game they then recalled a player. Yeah. And it came on in the second game. And I believe that Forest Green Rovers Blackpool game that got postponed this weekend, they mm. believe that Forest Green Rovers have done the same. Oh. So that game, that I don't know who they beat in the previous round. So it could be where they end up playing Blackpool. I don't know. Mm. Um, <laughs> you've then got yeah, so you play you're away at Luton on Tuesday, but the pick of the games of this week has got to be Wednesday night Manchester United at home to Chelsea. Ah, but yeah. then you got Spurs West Ham on on Thursday as well.
1: I think Fulham Forest on Wednesday is a big game as well. Villa at home to Man City. I can see Villa
0: getting a result there. Villa Villa fourth in the league.
1: You know, on paper, yeah. why not? Yeah. Everton Newcastle that will be a great game as well because Everton are desperate to pick up points. Yeah. Newcastle are desperate to stay at the top there. So I think Ooh, that'll be
0: great. And, and I think as well for you you've got an invested you've got an invested interest in the Villa Man City because you you go to Villa next Saturday as well for the tea uh, time. Yeah. Game.
1: Yeah with the uh, late kickoff. yeah.
0: Mm. And then and then next Sunday's Tottenham Newcastle so there's some really exciting football coming up. Yeah.
1: Yeah there is. Um Talking about exciting
0: football, you see any of the Champions League this week? I saw the PSG Newcastle. What a sham that was! Yeah, and they have come out and they've, they've backtracked on on the rule a little bit, or, or yeah. it, terminology the rule that um, because it. Um...
1: Do you think maybe? Do you think the the decision would have been different if it wasn't a player of that stature? I mean, we all talk about that. You know, a lot of these high-rated players, you know, whether it be Messi, Ronaldo, or, you know, going back in the day with Beckham and people like that, you know, when it's one of these high-profile creme de la creme players, do they get the decisions that benefit them and their team more than if it was somebody else? So do you think if it was somebody other than and Mbappe, whether that would have happened?
0: Yeah, I do. And, And only because, I think, at the minute, they are... They are trying to interpret the law as, um, as if the game was played on paper. For those that didn't see the crossed, it is come off his chest and hit his arm. That's not a handball because it's it's you know there is a lot of um, mitigation in that. That's the word I am looking for. There is a lot of mitigation. It hasn't just crossed it in his arms, and and for how he was, his arms in a natural position before though. That's what I'm saying. You've seen them given. Yes, but that's only because of the terminology of of, of hitting the hand. If it was... If, if, if it took... The problem is, and I know we were going to have a discussion on this, but I think we should leave the next discussion for another night. We were talking about players that go into management. There's not yeah. enough players that go into refereeing, and there's a reason for that. But... A player that went into refereeing would have much more understanding of where the players' arms are, where the you know there's a there's a there's a big um, referee in my local area on a Saturday. He does a lot of like the um, sixth and seventh tier, and mm. uh, I grew up playing football with him, and he was a, he was a he was a, a very solid. Very good Sunday league player and a very solid Saturday league player, mm. and he went he went into refereeing and he's doing very well from it. But that's because he understands that when you go up for a header, your arm's going to be in the air naturally. Yeah, now they're they are in talks with, at the moment, aren't yeah. they?
1: With 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 ex players, they're in the talks <clears throat> at the moment to far anyone that's interested in going into it because I believe it can take about ten years to get up to the you know from starting you yeah. walking in on day one to then. Refereeing a Premiership game, it can take up to ten years, but they're in talks at the moment with a lot of ex-players, whether or not they want to um, fast-track through
0: that. So instead of it taking ten years, it takes four or five. There'd be no, there'd be no point. There'd, be, there'd no. be absolutely no point. There's there's too much money that that they don't need, and you could argue that the lower league players could do it. Yeah, they've probably got a good understanding of it. But I, you 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 know, I've played and. Yes. I've I, I have refereed at a very local level, but it's hard. It's very, very hard. It's very fast. Mm. It's very quick. You if you if you don't if you don't blow it straight away, it's too late. And that's the problem. And so I do think sometimes that there's got to be the today in the in the Man City game, there's a foul, they've they've, they've played on a little bit, they've played a through ball. And the referee's blown because it looked like it had gone, like the ball had gone, and it turned mm. out Grealish were one on one. Now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had he not blown and the defender was there, they'd have been kicking off the other way around. You just don't know. You just don't know. So I do have a little bit of empathy for him, but at the same time, that too many of the simple things wrong. There's not enough um
1: do you think V? Do you think, and I hate to say the swear word, but do you think VAR has made Joe public more aware of what the referee is doing? So now we're we you know we're looking at the ref more now because we know that we've got that backup. Whereas you go back five years ago, the ref would make the decision, and you'd either go, yeah, all right, fair enough, or you go, that was a bullshit decision, but. You know, it is what it is. Whereas now we know that that safety net is there. So all eyes are even more on no. The
0: no, I think because the safety is there, we're not asked what the officials say. We're just bothered about what VAR does. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So, but yeah. again, VAR could be here all night. Oh,
1: absolutely. So, so we're not here all night. Then we'll quickly flip back to the Champions League mis- midweek. Uh, Manchester United in Turkey and Galatasaray. There, Shoot. that that goalkeeper for Manchester. Are you telling me for forty oh. odd millions that was the best you could have got with Oman? So, and he's y'all. now in talks of stepping out of the. Um, what's the African nation? Not on a calf. It's the you African know. African nations Yeah, he, he, he's talking about not playing for his national team so he can solely concentrate on playing for United and, you know, this, that, and the other. But if you've got the best part of 50 million pounds, which isn't pocket change, it is to these teams, but for Joe Public, that's not not pocket change, is it? You've got all that money and you go and get the Inter Milan number two and that's the best you can come up with. The guy I, is an
0: absolute joke. I think that any other Premier League team would be lucky to have him. I rate him. Yeah, yeah. And and if you look at some of these goals, that especially against Galatasaray, you could, I think they conceded 16 goals in their group. You could maybe put three of them on him. He, he is, the, the defending is atrocious atrocious. don't get me wrong. He's made mistakes, right? I'm not thinking. I'm not getting away from that. But we're forgetting for the first two years of Man United, David De Gea was terrible, absolutely terrible.
1: Every yeah. The only, he, reason, he, the only reason Tenard got rid of him is because he can't play with his feet.
0: No, but uh, what, I'm goal goal. Is, what, what, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, though, Anana is going to be and will be a top top keeper for Manchester United. He will.
1: Well. Well, watch his space, shall we? Me personally, I can't see it. I think the guy's a joker. I don't think he's up to the level of the Premier League. Yes, you're right in what you're saying that Manchester United's defence are atrocious. I think you know, that whole team is know, atrocious, before, atrocious. Before this weekend,
0: the second yeah. most informed keeper in the Premier League was him. Behind who? Arsenal? Yeah, I think it. Um, I'll be honest. I don't know. it. They didn't no. say. I was watching the thing, and it was they. They were basically backing him all. So I don't know who they were referring to as number one.
1: Well, no, I don't. Yeah, I, me personally, I can't see it. But then again, you have got a point when you talk about the whole United team. I think the whole team is a shambles. They're 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 too busy wanting to throw their arms up in the air and blame everybody else for their mistakes. And I just, I. I I think because he is that last line of defence. Yes, all the spotlight is on him. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think he's big enough to be put into that spotlight. And I think he needs to. I, I, if you're going to come to this, if you're going to come to the UK and play some football with the level of um, skill that he has, he should have maybe gone down a league or maybe even two. I
0: don't think he's Premier League material at all. Well. Last two points to quickly knock off. Yep. Tonight is the final of the UK Snooker Championship. Ronnie O'Sullivan yep. versus Ding Junhui. I love this final because it's been 16 years since those two played each other in a Triple Crown final, where Ronnie won. But these two are actually best friends. Oh wow! So I really, I really, I do really like when they play each other because it's a bit more to it. Um, Ding Junhui we beat Judd Trump in a late one last night, Ronnie O'Sullivan has just been Ronnie O'Sullivan. He's, a few of them have gone 6-5, but he is just, class has always prevailed. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who picks up the winner's check.
1: How long do you um, reckon O'Sullivan could go on for? Because, I mean, he's been top of the game now for the best part of a decade or so. How long do you reckon he's got in him still?
0: He's been top of the sport for 23 years. Uh, uh, he's probably got another 10 years where he could easily dominate, whether yep. whether he wants to or not, that's the problem. He he battles. He has a lot of internal battles, but yeah, he yeah, yeah. he has a lot of fallouts with Barry Hearn and things. So I don't yeah. know. But if he if he if if he wanted to, this is the thing. If he wanted to, he could turn up and beat anyone ten 0 That's that's the type of person he is. If he wanted to, mm-hmm. the problem is he doesn't always want to be in these places. Literally. Mm-hmm. So, and the last point is this week. And I thought this was a really interesting thing. So um, Rory McIlroy won the PGA's. It's called the PIP, the Player Impact Programme.
1: Oh, I heard about this the other day, yeah. It's
0: basically, whoever generates the most social media interest off of the Ooh. tour, they win a cheque at the end of the season. Have Do you remember seeing or could you... Do you remember seeing the value or it was a stupid
1: amount of money i heard it on the radio on the way into work during the week and it was yeah he's bought in he's bought in x amount of followers on social media and he
0: gets an absolutely stupid amount of money 15.1 million dollars (laughs)
1: Oh, Oh, is this where the world's going, Liam? Yeah. Oh, my God. It is.
0: Oh,
1: well, you know, it is. But, I mean, we we all laugh and joke about, you know, social media and people earning money for doing stupid things on it. But we can say
0: all we want about them, but we're the idiots that watch it. Yeah, unfortunately, so, uh, I, I yeah, want to so say that I'm we, not, but I am.
1: You know, we're we we're, we're, we're the idiots that watch it and and contribute to it, and you know, and, and give them the status, and then we go back in fifty-one million, Jesus, yeah. yeah. But hey, we've got a part to play in that. But yeah. you know what? It's it, I should imagine it takes up a lot of his time doing things like that, and so it's oh, it's still a stupid amount of money, but it's all relevant, isn't it? So you know yeah. what? Yeah, you know what? I mean, he's 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 one of the top players in the world. He puts in a lot of time and effort, which takes him away from from family and and, and things like that, and big events that maybe. And, an, and he's a offensive.
0: nice guy. And he's a nice and, guy. Oh
1: yeah, he's, you know he's. I've seen a few videos and interviews, and he's he's still quite down to earth, and he's you know he he seems to be a cracking guy. So the fact that he gives up so much to put into the sport
0: yeah maybe maybe it's deserved so you know yes and also on the back of this we will put jordan's formula one season review on because he can't be here now so we'll put that onto the back of this we will be back again next week are you here next week
1: yes sir i'm off next week so i have at the moment zero plans so i will try and uh Quite a bit be more here.
0: than I have this week, and be here. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, not a problem. Yeah, have a, have oh, a good mate. week, and I'll yeah, catch, you up you, catch up catch you soon. Take care. yeah Catch you. Bye later. bye. Bye.
2: So we'll move straight into the Formula One, and that's it for the class of 2023. The Abu Dhabi Grand Prix was the final race of the season. And although it wasn't as dramatic as previous years, namely 2021, um, it still was a a fantastic race. It still was a race for most teams there was still all to play for. Obviously, Max Verstappen had already won the championship um, probably four or five races ago now at this point. Uh, Checo had already sealed second place in the driver's championship in Las Vegas. So the big story was all around the fight between Mercedes and Ferrari for second place in the constructors, as well as the battle of the backmarkers, so Haas, Alfa Tauri and uh, Alfa Romeo all fighting for um, seventh position, because it was all, all still to play for at the back, um, as well as some, some scraps in the midfield as well in terms of the Drivers' Championship the, the the race itself wasn't overly exciting. There wasn't a huge amount of overtakes, but the, the, the overtakes that we did get were or the, the battles and the, the racing that we did get was really interesting to watch. Um namely one of the one of the biggest incidents on on track came lap thirty nine. So the big long straight after the hairpin, the famous hairpin where Max overtook Lewis in twenty twenty one to take the lead of the race. Um I think Pere, well, Pere has outbraked himself just a tiny, tiny little bit. So Lando on the outside, um, Checo on the inside. He kind of, if if you go back and watch the replay, he kind of, he brakes he breaks a little bit later than Lando. Um, he's kind of side by side, maybe a little bit forward of his, his front axle with his front axle. And he turns in, but then releases the steering ever so slightly and then returns in. And just that action of releasing that steering it pushes Checo's car wider than he would have liked to have done and he makes contact with Lando and although there's no significant damage to either car um, Lando um, was forced off track Um, he he, he lost probably five seconds or so um, and, and Checo obviously just drove straight by him and the FIA stewards, there was a little bit of controversy in the in the commentary box. They were saying that it's 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 a racing incident, and Lando kind of that gave him room, and Checo gave Lando room, and it was it's just one of those things where you are battling for a corner. But if you do go back and watch the replay, you can clearly clearly see that Checo steers in, releases the steering, and then and then retries to gain control of the car, but the oversteer is too powerful, and he just oversteers straight into uh, Lando's front left tire. Um and that kind of ruined Checo's race a little bit. He's he's already secured second in the champ- uh, championship for Red Bull at uh, the first one two that the that the team has had. But um, he was awarded a five second time penalty by the stewards, um, and that kind of set the scene for the remaining fourteen or fifteen laps um, for battle on a completely different team. Uh, Mercedes and Ferrari. So, Leclerc was running in second. Russell was running in. Sorry, no. Russell was running in fourth. Leclerc was running in third, and Perez was running in second. But obviously, Checo had that two-second ta- five-second time penalty. Leclerc trying to kind of be tactical, allowing the overtake, maybe trying to back him up into uh back Russell up just so kinda of Perez would be able to pull five seconds, but unfortunately for Leclerc it didn't come off. Really, really intelligent driving from um from Charles Leclerc. It potentially it could have pulled off, um, but you also run the risk of Russell just driving straight round Leclerc, um to, to, to seal it anyway, but The overall kind of result from the Ferrari versus Mercedes battle was Mercedes on top, although not where they would probably like to be, which is back in 2019 when they won, and they won seven years in a row, or more years in a row. But second in the Drivers' Championships for Mercedes and third for Ferrari, separated by just a mere three points. Uh, Touching on or continuing on the constructors So obviously Red Bull finished more than double ahead of Mercedes So 860 points, which is absolutely insane 575 of them made up by Max Verstappen 285 by Sergio Perez 30 podiums in total in the season for Red Bull 21 wins, obviously the only one being Singapore When they got the car set up really, really wrong Mercedes in second, 409 points, Ferrari in third on four hundred and six points, and a really impressive back end of the season from Zach Brown's McLaren. They, if you if you think right back to the very start of the season, McLaren were backmarkers. They were lapping being lapped over and over and over again, race after race after race after race. After race. And they turned it around a couple of races before the summer break and in that kind of in the second half of the season they have absolutely smashed it out of the park beating Aston Martin by over 22 points um, nine podiums and I'll touch on Oscar Piastri a little bit later but but really really impressive driving for both McLaren drivers. Battle for 7th went to williams really really outstanding kind of contribution that James vols has made this year the the team principal of williams he's there to stay he's he's dedicated to the team he's building a long term future for williams and I'm really excited to see what they bring to the table next year really good straight line speed i think a little bit of um doubt or uh inexperience leading to doubt leading to crashes for Logan Sargent but confirmed for driving for Williams again next year great to see that for Logan Sargent I really hope he can build on his experience from this year and the team can kind of maybe not challenge Alpine but they will consistently finish above Alpha Tauri, Alfa Romeo and Haas so the drivers championship then um, it was quite simple, top kind of three Uh, Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez and Lewis Hamilton. Fernando Alonso and Charles Leclerc finished on exactly the same number of points, 206 apiece, but Fernando clinching the fourth spot as he had eight podiums versus Charles Leclerc's six. Again, uh, Lando Norris, great drive all year round from him. Um, Shame about the first sort of 10 races of the season however 205 points only a point behind Charles Leclerc's Ferrari who has shown pace all year so really looking forward to seeing what McLaren can do next year are they going to challenge Aston Martin are they going to challenge me- Mercedes and Ferrari why not Oscar Piastri I said I'd come back to him so he finishes ninth in the driver's championship just behind George well not just behind but behind George Russell in eighth uh, ninety-seven points, two podiums, and a sprint win. Key, um, really, really outstanding rookie season for Oscar Piastri. Hasn't crashed more than once, to my knowledge, and one of them wasn't his fault. I think he was uh, into Lagos, broke his back wing, and had a retirement. And then he had a uh, a cooling issue on one of the races. I can't remember what the race was, but overall, Oscar Piastri has had an outstanding, um, outstanding season, in his rookie season. Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon finished just four points apart in 11th and 12th, both for Alpine, and then we get to the kind of the bottom end of the table. No points for Nick De Vries, obviously replaced by Danny Rick, who only scored six points in the back end of the season. I know he was out for three races while Liam Lawson was um, covering him with a broken hand, and it, it's disappointing for Danny Ricardo i think he probably want to do much more next year rumors are that alpha tauri will be using this year's RB, rb19 as a base car um so potentially it, it may help them in the battle for seventh but Danny Rick doesn't want to be fighting back on uh, fighting back markers he wants to be challenging kind of midfield he wants to be challenging alpine maybe even aston martin depending on their pace so he needs to do better next year. Logan Sargent, just a single point. As I said, he's got the seat for next year alongside Alex Albon, who's um who who score who finished in 13th position, 27 points. Again, a long way off the Alpines. Overall, as we look towards the winter break, all the teams will be hard at work kind of developing next year's car. Will we see in twenty twenty four another Red Bull dominance? Will we see Mercedes make a comeback, or will we see some of the other teams, M- McLaren, Aston Martin, kind of challenge Red Bull? They've the Red Bull. What tends to happen is you've got multiple years in a row where one team will dominate. We had Mercedes for seven years, and we had Red Bull for for before uh, after that. Um, we've had a period where where Williams was was winning everything constantly and we just and, and mclaren pre to mercedes but i can't see any other car at the moment other than uh red bull winning in 2024 2025 we get the new regulations in 2026 but we're talking super long term overall i'll keep my eye on the news uh not expecting anything super big we've had the main all, all of the driver's seats confirmed for next year And most of the teams will keep their developments and cars secretive until a couple of weeks before the season starts. The only other thing to mention before we wrap up on F1 is for Netflix Drive to Survive fans, that has been confirmed as back on our screens from February 2024.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. As usual, you'll get us on Twitter and Instagram at SportsCastPodUK. We'll see you again next week.